GP Insights, a health cert podcast. Practical advice for busy GPs on how to treat with confidence and grow their practice. My name is David Wilkinson. I am a professor of general practice and primary care and deputy vice chancellor at Macquarie University, Sydney, Australia. Welcome to our series of podcasts that celebrate the 30-year history of uh, dermoscopy. In this series, we have a number of uh, leaders in the field of dermoscopy, each of whom provide a short summary of how they have used dermoscopy in their practice, the impact it has had on them and their practice, and their thoughts about uh, the future of dermoscopy. Uh, We hope you enjoy the series very much. It's a great pleasure in this podcast to hear from uh, Heiner, one of the major companies that uh, sell dermoscopy, dermoscopy related equipment. It's quite fascinating to hear from the grandson, uh, now in the third generation of the founder of uh, the company Heiner, and to hear their perspective on the last 30 years as the, the technology of dermoscopy has been developed, commercialized, and then refined uh, into what it is today. Uh, A quite fascinating podcast. I hope you enjoy. Hello, my name is Oliver Heine, and I'm the president and CEO of Heine Optotechnik. I'm the grandson of the founder of Heine Optotechnik, and I now lead our wholly family-owned company with a little over 500 employees worldwide in the third generation. So today I have the pleasure of talking a little bit about the story behind the creation of the Dermatoscope and how this wonderful tool came to be on the 30th anniversary of its creation. So the story of the creation of the Dermatoscope actually starts with a personal story, um, a story about my grandparents. In 1988, my grandfather took my grandmother, both in their early 70s at the time, to the dermatologist to have a suspicious lesion that my grandmother had looked at. Now, when my grandfather saw the dermatologist examine the skin lesion just with his naked eye, he was quite surprised that there was not a diagnostic tool or some type of diagnostic instrument um, that was used by by the dermatologist. And especially since my grandfather had spent his life creating and building a company that developed and manufactured handheld primary diagnostic instruments that are used for visual examinations of things like the eyes and the ears and um, and other openings in the human body. Um, he also left the visit with the dermatologist highly motivated because he saw a need there for a better way of examining pigmented skin lesions, especially when he learned that the sensitivity through a diagnosis with the naked eye and the use of the ABCD rule was only about 60%. So my grandfather was sure that, that his company could develop such a product, but he, he needed help and he needed support from clinical experts in the field to kind of understand the challenges and the diagnosis, the application and, and what and how new technology could be placed in the hand uh, of every dermatologist to, to greatly increase their diagnostic accuracy. So my grandfather reached out to Professor Brown Falco at the University of Munich, which is only about 30 minutes away from our headquarters here in the south of Germany. And Dr. Brown Falco certainly was one of the, if not the leading expert in um, skin cancer and particularly um, pigmented lesions. 
And I guess the two of them really seem to have hit it off right from the start. And they work together with their various teams in the development of the first concepts of what we now know as the modern dermatoscope. So as far as the development of the actual product is concerned, the development was surprisingly fast. It really took less than a year to realize the whole project. And, and this was largely due to the fact that the new instrument was a combination of all the things and the core technical competencies that we already did, had and did at HiNet, such as optics and metal fabrication, metal plating, injection molding, uh, developing illumination systems, these types of things. And we already had the power handled because um, we had millions of healthcare professionals that already used our handles uh, to power their phalloscopes and otoscopes you know, all across the world. So it was a product that really fit perfectly into, into what we call our technical sandbox. The real core challenge in the development um, at the time was how um, we could achieve the transparency of the epidermis. And certainly using immersion oil at the time was an obvious part of the solution, but as important was really the exact angle of incidence, the illumination should be projected on and through the contact plate to minimize reflections through the reflective media and also to really create a, a homogeneously illuminated field of view. And once we had that figured out, or once they had that figured out, it was a couple of years before my time, um, it was apparently a pretty quick sprint to the finish line. And the result was the Delta 10, the world's first handheld dermatoscope. Now that Heine had the product in hand, what was a concern for us was actually the distribution and the promotion sandbox. And although we knew that many dermatologists knew about Heine or had contact with us at some point through their medical education um, with our ophthalmoscopes and otoscopes, um, we really had no expertise in the distribution and promotion of products to the medical specialty of dermatology. And we weren't sure at the time if it was going to be an interesting novelty product for early adopters and perhaps primarily academics, um, or if it would be a product that would, would really hit the mark and become the new tool that my grandfather really wanted to develop for all dermatologists. But I guess we, we should not have worried um, because the response from the first day of the dermatoscope was absolutely overwhelming. And I think everyone immediately saw the value of uh, its use in the diagnosis of pigmented skin lesions. So for the first few years, we toured the world visiting numerous dermatology conventions and meetings, very often in, in the company of Professor Stolz, also from the University of Munich, um, who would do talks and presentations on the, on the use of and the benefits and application of the dermatoscope. And also in the company of Mr. Bielek, who was uh, Professor Brown Falco's trusted photographer and uh, who took most of the images for the first published atlas of dermatoscopy, um, also about 30 years ago. So it was quite an amazing time, and I think it was extremely satisfying for us as a company and as a, as a team of people as well to be really involved in creating this, this brand new tool that also led to the creation and development of really a, a whole area of application within dermatology, which was dermatoscopy or now more commonly known as dermoscopy. And I think 30 years later, most dermatologists probably could not imagine a world or a daily routine without a dermatoscope. I just recently talked to a German dermatologist uh, who mentioned to me that the dermatoscope 
in his hand was his sword against his battle against skin cancer. And I found that to be a, a pretty interesting and poignant analogy. We've also seen the use of the dermatoscope go beyond the examination of skin lesions and pigmented skin lesions and used more and more in the areas such as the examination of nail fold capillaries, uh, inflammatory and infectious disorders, and also in different disciplines like podiatry. I recently read an article in a podiatry magazine where it indicated that the dermatoscope is fast becoming the podiatrist's ophthalmoscope. Now the desire for capturing images was there from day one, evolving from somewhat complicated adapters to SLR cameras and those types of solutions to currently either larger integrated video systems or also more compact and mobile digital interfaces that allow dermoscopic images to be captured through a smartphone platform. And although we believe that a large number of dermatologists and skin specialists would really like to digitize their skin examinations, often the integration of taking images into the examination workflow is still too cumbersome and time consuming in many of the digital product solutions offered today. So this is one of the main reasons that, that we recently developed something called the Heine Cube, a simple plug and play solution that really allows multiple users in multiple rooms to use mobile devices to capture digital images in their normal workflow, which are then immediately and wirelessly transferred to the Heine Cube that's in the clinic. And then these images are immediately available for viewing, comparing and administrating them through a simple web browser interface that will be installed on any authorized laptop, PC, or tablet in the office. But we're certainly not the only ones working on smarter solutions in this area. And there are some interesting cloud-based services, for example, that also offer optimized workflows and convenient and easy administration for those users who feel comfortable and prefer to opt for a cloud-based solution. But I think that there's still a way to go before we can say that the majority of facilities using dermatoscopes are fully digitized. And I think this will continue to be a major focus for the development, not only of the systems needed to create that type of solution, but also the image capture devices, or maybe let's call them um, digital dermatoscopes. I think we'll continue to see an evolution in this area, both for improved efficiencies for the user, but also for increased convenience and better clinical outcomes for the patients. We also see the creation of these digital images as the basis for an exciting field of development for the future of dermoscopy, in particular for the increased efficacy and ability to utilize telemedicine and second opinions, and also the further development and use of AI in the process. I think these are all very interesting developments that we're going to see lots of changes in the coming years. So I think even after 30 years, there are still very exciting times ahead for the dermatoscope and for dermoscopy in general. So I'd like to thank HealthCert for creating this really interesting platform to celebrate 30 years of dermatoscopy or dermoscopy, and also for inviting me to participate. And I'd like to thank you for listening. It's always such a pleasure to hear from Iris Zalaudek, who has been an absolute pioneer in the um, research around how dermoscopy 
has had a massive impact on the diagnostic accuracy of skin lesions, both skin cancers, of course, but increasingly now uh, non-malignant lesions of the skin. Uh, Iris is a true leader in this field with many of her colleagues and, of course, as many of us know, uh, an absolutely brilliant uh, teacher. And uh, as always, it's fascinating and delightful to hear from Iris and get her perspective on the, uh, on the role of dermoscopy. Please enjoy. Hi, my name is Iris Zalaudek. I'm the current president of the International Dermoscopy Society. And I admit I am a dermoscopy addicted. So to the question, what is about my first dermatoscope? Uh, well, my first dermatoscope was a traditional Heine Delta that that time required still oil to be applied between the lens and the skin surface. Um, when I started my residency in 1999, I was in the lucky situation to enter into a university where at that time Peter Sawyer and Rainer Hoffmann Wellenhelf worked already. Both were already well-recognized experts in dermoscopy, and thus it was just naturally for me to start examining my first patients by dermoscopy. I entered at the University of Graz in Austria, and interestingly enough, I started working first with metastatic melanoma, and I worked in trials with tumor vaccines. However, at that time, the only um, treatment for metastatic melanoma was dacabazine, and I still remember, unfortunately, many of my pa patients dying from the disease. So dermoscopy in this uh, realm uh, opened a new dimension and a new way because I realized that early detection may be indeed the much better way to treat cancer when it's obviously in early stage and easy removable by surgery. And clearly dermoscopy that time also started to show promising data from trials and results. So I turned my attention more on early detection. Um, I do not remember exactly the first patient that I examined with a dermoscopy, but I remember very well my first lecture that I gave on dermoscopy, which was on non-pigmented skin tumors. Since then, of course, and obviously enormous knowledge has been acquired through many, many studies, still pink lesions remain a challenge. So what is the impact of dermoscopy in the everyday clinical practice? This can be defined very simple. I personally could not work without it anymore. Of course, before I start examining a patient by dermoscopy, I give also a look with the naked eye because dermoscopy and uh, clinical examination, they are like twins, and one should not be performed without the other. 
But definitely, um, I look at all lesions of the patient independently, whether they are tumoral or inflammatory or infectious diseases. Dermoscopy has an incredible impact in my everyday uh, work because it helps me to be a better doctor. So the future uh, of dermoscopy, I see clearly in spreading this method also to other specialties. In particular, general physicians may benefit from this device because they are often gatekeepers in the triage of skin tumors. However, dermoscopy is also extremely helpful, for example, to diagnose uh, very common uh, skin infections, like, for example, scabies. And it would be appreciated if in the future the diagnosis of scabies can rely on a safe and easy uh, teachable method, like dermoscopy. Moreover, if we think that the population is getting older and older, general physicians may play also an increasingly important role in treating precancerous lesions like actinic keratosis or superficial basis cell carcinomas. And clearly in this realm, um, dermoscopy may impact on a large scale also to increase early detection to other specialties. So at the end, what would be my advice for someone who starts or who wants to learn dermoscopy? The best advice is that one that I learned from my mentors and teachers, uh, Peter Sawyer and Professor Rainer Hoffmann-Wellenhoff. They just gave me the dermatoscope and, start, uh, and said to me, start looking at the lesions. And indeed, in this way, I learned a lot, I realized a lot, and uh, this would be my advice for someone. Well, there we are, some uh, fascinating insights and some terrific little stories and vignettes there. Um, let's look forward to the next podcast in the series. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe so you can get updates whenever we post more. And please share it with others. And for more info, please go to healthcert.com.